0: Hello and welcome to Gatsby Fridays, a show about getting the best out of a creative life from two creative directors working around the world and based in New York City.
1: I'm your host, Sarah Semi.
0: And I'm Alex Chamilio.
1: The burnout we experienced last year made us rethink a true work-life balance.
0: We ask, how do we produce meaningful work while navigating our friendship and creative partnership at the same time? I'm Sarah. And I'm Alex. And And this this is Gatsby Gatsby Fridays. Fridays. Sarah, before we get into our conversation, how are you and what are you wearing? By the way, I actually like what you're wearing today.
1: This is what I wear when I don't want to think about anything. It's one piece. Yes. It is it is like huge. It's probably the loosest dress I ever owned. So it touches nothing. It hugs nothing. It cuts nothing. But they did a little flouncy thing at the top, so it makes it look slightly prettier. But also it's a lampshade.
0: No, but it's it seems comfortable. It seems appropriate obviously it makes for the it weather. Feel like I'm in
1: my I don't know patio in Mallorca in my retirement <laughs> house making a for the guests or something. Would like, you
0: get this would you get this dress in different patterns? Like no. cuz right now it's black, all black.
1: I would probably get it in all white maybe. An all, all white version. Yeah. Okay. But it's super cheap, so I think the all white would be a little it would need to be made out of a better fabric, but mm. But yeah. This is my summer, like, oh, God, I don't know what to put on. Let me just put on the dress thing.
0: Well, we're, we're, would you say that we're at the tail end of summer? These are those, <gasps> I mean, we're at the beginning of August. I, I
1: know, I hate August. It's the Sunday of the summer. Yes.
0: It's... And I don't like Sundays because it's the end of the week. So <laughs> I,
1: I'm, I, I didn't even know there was a term Sunday blues when I was already, like, as a child, I hated them. So for me, this the light already changed. The anticipation of summer all of that just because life is good doesn't make it any less sad that the light has changed and summer is wrapping up
0: i know we only i i feel like what we have four five more weeks yeah and the you know well not technically the fall begins but i know school starts and then yeah. that's that's. See, that's not on all my
1: radar anymore, so no. that doesn't get to me anymore. So like, as soon as like the weather gets cold, some, some some years there's lots of lots of warmth in the September. Sometimes there's not. So we'll see what this year brings.
0: Yeah, September could be hot.
1: Sometimes, yeah.
0: I can't believe we're just talking about the weather.
1: It's so in weird. September. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Like that's what ends the summer for me. But I also know like the light changes mm-hmm. in my apartment. I know how it moves through the seasons. So like. I just you know August is already like oh it's already August we're like the two thirds of the summer is gone so anyway so this is my yeah summer summer I call it the lampshade because it literally is like it's just it's just gigantic gigantic curtain around me no I I love it I love it because I don't feel sloppy in it like it it makes me feel pretty even though I had no intention like I had no effort. Invested in making myself pretty, the dress is just like it just does it.
0: I wish I could wear more outfits that are one piece (laughs) that I can just put on and just walk out. And I guess there are male rompers.
1: Yeah, I guess you can start getting (laughs) into like more work suits, like jumpsuits. Oh, work work, jumpsuits, summer jumpsuits. I don't know why not. You can make it out of linen. Linen. You can start designing a whole line.
0: Could I be, can start could selling be in my
1: retirement boutique in Mallorca. <laughs> I,
0: that, Next that, to
1: the patio, while I'm making the drinks for you for launching your line.
0: Oh my goodness! And then That's I a I could see this plan for you. I could see this place having lots of plants. Lots of plants. Because you you're gonna get good light.
1: Yeah, cobblestones like type of stone stone patio.
0: And I could see you having uh, flatware and earthenware also available in this boutique.
1: Yes. That I also use in my apartment.
0: That you also use in your apartment, and that's where and that's where the photography <gasps> also comes maybe from. Maybe at
1: that stage in my life, maybe it will no longer be an apartment; it'll be a house.
0: I it would, or it could be a house, or it could be your apartment could be upstairs from the from the yeah. uh, shop. Mm. That could be something that could be yeah. interesting. Oh, and then you can go to the market in the morning, and like buy your your food for the day. <gasps> this is a nice life.
1: So this is the dress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so good
1: how are you and what are you wearing
0: you know I'm better now that I'm here actually okay. I felt this slight tinge of almost being over the summer I you know I know blasphemy I know I'm blasphemy. sorry I know but well, I woke up today were you
1: craving the New York polar vortex I,
0: and the, well that's what I thought of I was um, like wait so if summer is over then it's gonna be what you? six months of winter <laughs> so I'm like no summer could stay for a little bit longer and then, actually, so then that changed my, what I was going to wear today. Because I was just going to wear kind of a very basic, just blue jeans and a, and a shirt. But today I thought, you know, summer's still here. Let me wear yeah, linen. This is
1: a nice shirt.
0: Let me wear uh, chambray linen with, a, with a, nice like a floral print. pattern on it and white jeans and suede bucks. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this is much more appropriate for what the weather is and to keep my spirits up.
1: Yes, it looks nice. Thank you. Good choice. Thank you. Very summary.
0: Sarah, I want you to think back when we were at GNG, the branding company that we both worked at. And what was amazing about being there, there were all these different projects that we had uh, from different types, different types of clients. Were there any projects that stood out to you?
1: Um, I mean, that was a very... That's the first thing in my career so everything was extra exciting and I was at that stage where I was thirsty to do anything, any opportunity given to me, anything to do extra work, anything that would allow me to be creative and because I didn't have a graphic design degree I wasn't allowed to do the graphic design project so I, but I am also, you know, I came back with a background of fine arts so like they let me do a lot of that stuff. So whatever allowed me to participate in a creative way with my hands, with design, I I really, like, I was just more than happy to do it, but also, I was at, you were there as a designer, I was there as, like, the entry level, clean, like, you know, dust the displays level. So, like, there was a lot of things that I did, like, paid my dues, and, like, you know, at that time, I was just thrilled to be allowed to be involved in the creative process. So for me, yeah, like, but, like, the internship was when we were working on the Latin American brand Color Siete, and I, they said, well, we need watercolors. Someone needs watercolor, uh Lionel sketches. So I started doing it. Eric Z came in and said, no, let me show you how to do it. So there's always, always, a, like, nurturing environment. So then I learned how to, do, like, I learned so many things there. So for me, it was less about, like, I was too young, I guess, and early on to being there was the opportunity for me. So anything that came along with it, I didn't see it as more like, did I do this or did I not do this? But I, everything that I did, I, I was like fully devoted, like with I remember. every cell.
0: I remember. I remember, you know, giving the opportunity to do those watercolor sketches or doing any sketches for that particular project or actually That's other projects project. as well.
1: Well, like we talked about a lot about like, my appreciation of Baragana and he's, uh he's he's been a lot more trendier in the past couple of years and like you know conversy design conversations but the colors i learned the, the colors but also like the architecture just, just this whole like this mexican world that's going around all of that is great but i learned about it at that project where my very first internship because there was an architectural model of the store it did not it had it was just made out of wood and the creative director said um Go to the library, find the book for Luis Barragan. Look at that, and then go to the art store, buy what you need. Make this look like that. So, I, that's yeah. I'm like, can you imagine a better thing for a 21 year old? And I was like, that's when I learned who that person is. So, like for me, like the 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 learning process wasn't just like, oh, I learned how to work. I learned culture. I learned how to think creatively. I learned how to execute. I learned the reasoning behind a lot of things. That, that's not stuff that you, that you get taught in school. So that project particularly was it was more colorful and more playful than most even for, for the four years I was there. I think that still is my favorite one.
0: I feel that when you were doing that project that that was an exciting project, but it also I feel like your time there has given you the tools the tools that you needed to start a jumping off point for other projects and other ideas or even how to start thinking about approaching other projects. Yeah. And that's that's, that's a great thing. That's even, what got me
1: into grad school. Everything I learned there is why I got into Art Center. Because I could make the books. I, I made every every brand book. Books. Every brand that we worked on, we made handmade books in like crazy scales, different binding techniques and all of that was up to me. They saw that I could do it well. They didn't question me, they didn't get in my way, they just said, go play. That's really unheard of in any job. Absolutely. So so that was, the entire experience was the opportunity. So that's that's a good, inspiring place to start (laughs) a career, I would say, at least. Were there
0: any projects that you felt that you missed out on?
1: Well, it wasn't more missed out on because I didn't have a graphic design degree. I wasn't allowed to be on the computer doing the graphics as much, Um, and I always wanted that. Hmm. And I didn't get that until maybe two and a half, three years in. Until the creative director left, he left for I forget what. I think he was running. He he went to run a different like fashion brand. Um, so that he, I remember, he let me work on something, and I was like, this is new. He never let me do this before. And then like within two weeks, he quit. And then I was like, oh, so he, at least he left me.
0: Conditioning you to be prepared well, to take left, on a project?
1: Well, not me. He knew I was ready. He also wanted to keep me to himself. So then if he let me design, then I wouldn't get to do all the other things that I was doing for him. Hmm. Well, since he was going, he tried to leave me in a better place. That's my interpretation of it, at least in my, you know, 22, 24-year-young attitude. That's how I perceived it. That when he left, I was designing things so that whoever came in his place could see that I was designing things.
0: So. Towards the end of your time there, did you think that there were projects that they were not putting you on?
1: No, by then, no, it wasn't like that. But it took a long time. I mean, I pro- probably rightfully so. I didn't know, you know, like, makes sense, like yeah. you know, I learned a lot there. So by the time that I could show that I could, but it's it's the kind of place that if you showed initiative, they would see and notice, and then they would let you do it. So I, I don't I don't think there is there is opportunities I missed there. Uh, if anything, they could have maybe let me do things sooner. <laughs> mm. Maybe that's a missed opportunity on them. And, you know, like I've, I've written about this before. I've talked about it before. There was, you know, as, as positive as that great learning experience was for our first job, there were, ty- there, were, there were also, you know, of course, unpleasant experiences too. And I feel like those would be their missed opportunities, not mine. you like you you worked you worked there too but you also have different like earlier projects that you worked on other other brands that you worked on that I wasn't present for
0: well in terms of those other brands and the projects that I worked on before even before g &G, yeah like earlier projects um, and like
1: early early phases where you wouldn't even know that you're missing out on something
0: that's the thing like I started out I started out as a fashion designer, and I got moved into graphics, and so it was weird. To, it was weird to kind of be in a situation where those jobs, especially the fashion jobs, I was just not privy to, uh, and they were not presented to me. And I just moved in within my career as a graphic designer. So when I finally came to G&G, it was all graphics based, But what they added was that their client base was not necessarily just one thing it was fashion music jeans toys kids wear yeah and and that was exciting because it gave me an opportunity to to look at all these different interests and project-based interests that that helped me just see a lot just see a lot of different opportunities i think the missed opportunities were not that many in that regard because it was actually a very we were, positive like, environment. Assume, yeah, you know, it was a very positive environment, I and I learned, I learned a lot there, and, and with the people that were there with us were fun and exciting people who were also just like us.
1: Yes, there were there was not this okay. So for me, the when I first got the art center, and like people were like, yeah, well, I'm from like Northern California, like San Luis Obispo, and I'm like, oh, small town, like complete New York snob. I'm like oh, whatever, and I was like I come from New York City, I can take this whatever. Like that's what I was thinking, and I like ten people class. I have never seen compet like I had never experienced competition like that because no one was competing with me at G and G. Everyone was there to just like if you had a question, happy to show you how to do something, and then they let you do it. Like I said earlier, like if you showed initiative on something and you did you did it well, they didn't get in your way. They just let you do it because they were happy that you brought something that was yours. Yes. So there was no, like, that cutthroat competition I had never experienced until I got to grad school, which really, like, was a shocking, like, wait, what? <laughs> You're gonna get in my way? I was like, what is that? Who does that? And that's, people get very, like, cruel sometimes, especially in creative. And I, it wasn't a place like that. Everyone was happy to support. They were very happy when I started doing more things and they cheered me on. So it's very loving, benevolent environment. <laughs> Alex, so we reminisced about our time working together and our very early on our careers. Yes. Um, and we were talking about opportunities that were presented with us and like this really lovely, <laughs> encouraging environment. What, what projects did you work on that you got in your own way that could have been more or could have presented you with a different path that you didn't take?
0: I remember, you know, there are, there are a couple, but one big one that stood out was my transitioning from thinking I wanted to do less fashion and more filmmaking. And you know, what's interesting about opportunities is that you have to be prepared for them. And that's kind of the biggest thing. I, opportunities will always present themselves to you. You just have to be prepared to take them. And this was one opportunity where I thought I wanted to transition into filmmaking, and I wanted to start making music videos. And uh, a good friend of mine, Kevin Charles, who's been on the show, had a good friend that worked at Def Jam Records, and uh, they wanted a spec script for a video for DMX.
1: That's a huge name.
0: Big, big, and, and I was excited for this, and I thought... Well, we're going to start doing this. We started location scouting. We, we looked at a DP who was going to be doing the filming. And all of a sudden, I started getting scared because... How old were you? I was in my 20s, yeah. probably.
1: Appropriate time for time. Yeah,
0: appropriate time for, being, <laughs> for to having jitters. But it was because I, I wasn't a filmmaker. And more importantly, I didn't feel like a filmmaker. I just said I wanted to do this, and all of a sudden the opportunity, so that's a, this, was, this is an example of an opportunity kind of coming too quickly for me Fair enough. And, and not leaping at it, or just telling myself, you know what, I don't know everything. Let me try to jump into this and let's see what happens. I was scared because it was a big name. I didn't want to mess this up. I didn't want to be the person that, that faltered in the project.
1: How do you feel about not having done it at all now, all these years later?
0: I feel now that I could have, and that's a thing with like
1: that's that's the missed opportunity. I think opportunity. I think for me the definition of the missed opportunity is when we get in our own way.
0: Exactly, and I felt like it could have you know. But hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? Of so it's obviously so we could that's always, why we're we telling stories. Always, we could always figure out how how these things are going to work out for us uh, once we've once we've had perspective. But one interesting opportunity that I thought that I missed out on was was a networking event that you and I went to hmm. at Squarespace. Oh yeah. And I remember speaking to a couple of the designers there. It was it, it was a networking event and I think it was also slightly a recruiting event as well. You think I think so? they were looking for people because I got approached uh, by one of uh, the employees there, a designer or an engineer. And we had an interesting conversation. He, th- he asked me flat out, would you ever consider working here? Oh. And I looked around, and he showed me the, the offices, and all I saw were big black computer screens everywhere. And I thought, what would I do here? He <laughs> was like, well, you know, we were working on product. We're, we're, we're making this product. We're making that product. And once again, I looked around the room, and there were just black computer screens. And I thought to myself, what products? What things are you making? Because I still come from a very dimensional background. And, you work and
1: with three-dimensional objects. I work with three-dimensional. That's why objects. I find it funny when they call tech things product, and I'm like, I don't, It's yeah. intangible. What is a for me a product? To me it's all it's, software. It's like, yes, it is software. Yeah, it's what yeah I, that's what I. But they <laughs> call it it's product. Yeah, so, we're well, yeah. working
0: on this product and that product. And I thought there, there, you have no products. <laughs> what am I gonna be? I'm gonna be sitting. In front of a computer, designing something that's not gonna be that's not gonna see, that's not gonna be dimensional, and that I, I thought that that was the wrong approach to take. I thought I should have been a little bit more open minded, and thought about what the concepts or the notions of products can be, because it seemed like a cool place. Well, the party was cool.
1: <laughs> the space is incredible, and the environment also, was very cool. It's also a very creative, forward-thinking company. Exactly. Right? So they would be more supportive of visions, your creative vision for certain things, as long you know, like of course, as long as it's written with whatever they're offering. But like, it just, I, I feel like there are certain companies where they would just shut you down, versus like there. I think you would get. I mean, this is obviously just complete, complete speculation, speculation. from the outside. Yeah. Just you know. But yes, it's a tech company.
0: It's a tech company, and it, but it made me the reason why I wanted to bring that up as a missed opportunity is because, on the one hand, typically you, des, you design something on a computer and have it rendered to have it exist three-dimensionally in real life. I thought, maybe I should think think the reverse. I should create something three-dimensionally that sits in real life and reinterpreted to sit, to live in a digital space. Mm-hmm. And that could have been something. That could have been an opportunity that I felt like I missed not seeing it from a different perspective.
1: That's a good, yeah, that's a good one. What about you? For me, I think the most recent one is the one that I'm most, I guess, the one that I think That, I don't know, the one that like hurts a little, you know, (laughs) like, damn it, I should have done more. Um, After we started this project, um, I got involved with, we entered into the competition for the side project awards, and then I I tried to get more involved with, like, I wanted to be more uh, active in the design community, it's a creative set set of creative people, and and so the founder said, you know, like hey, we're going to do a podcast and we're going to have this guy who won the who won Best in Show hosted, mm-hmm. but he already has an interview format platform like a podcast which is the one he won the project with. So then we want to like not have him do the same thing, so we want to have two hosts interview one person now and, and would you be the secondary oh, chair okay. and i was like well that's great awesome that's amazing and also like high profile like it, it would have just like they had like you know it's it's a new um creative outlet for me it's a new huge new audience that i would get exposure on uh, everything's a top like you know everything would have been amazing awesome and we start working and i see like you know the other guy's busy the girl that's supposed to like have the project is busy and i'm like these were the people
0: that this was their secondary thing to do.
1: For I mean, probably third or fourth thing that they're doing. Okay. Like not even okay. second. For me, it would have been the third thing. I had the client work, and then I have this podcast, and then I would have been doing a third yes. like okay. thing. So like, I also didn't have the bandmates. and the time to invest in it was last August when we talked already about how. Burnt out, we were last summer, end of last summer, and I, like, yeah. I could see it. Like, I was like, well, this is something I can do. This needs to get done. This needs to get done. This. I already know the things that need to get done. I know I can do them. I realized if I do them, the project will take off. At least it will have a shot. And I knew that it. It was not that it was expected of me. I just felt like it was falling on me. And I was like, I'm not. I'm not doing everything. I barely can do what I need to be doing for the other thing. Yes. Like, so. That moment, I think if if I if I didn't look at it that way, if I yeah. looked at it as just do it, it's not a big deal. It's just a couple more covers. It's some illustration. Just put some time aside. It's not a big deal. I I don't know. I didn't do. Did, I did. I didn't deliver, and it, the project project failed. So for me, that's something that I I knew that I could have made a difference, and I if it if my contribution if I gave a fair effort. Well well It I would don't... have it would have had a chance to be something. I I know where like I could see if I did it, it's gonna happen. I knew that if I didn't, it wasn't gonna. And I saw that distinction and I didn't take that path. And even if I did, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Yes. Maybe if I did even then it was not gonna go anywhere. But I I know what I could have at least done. I, I have this mentality of like, you know, you do the best you can before you quit. I didn't do the best I could, so for me, that's a huge missed opportunity. It's always like, what if I did? What if I set aside two hours one week? What difference would that I made?
0: Do you feel like you've given you gave yourself a little bit more responsibility than? Because you were not the project lead, were you? There
1: was no project lead.
0: And that's the thing. I think you're beating yourself up more than I think you needed to. Because no, there it's not no, beating was...
1: myself up. That's the thing. I could see that there's no project lead. Someone has to take the lead. yes. And I could have taken the lead. Okay. I didn't. It wasn't like anyone was going to get offended that I did all these things. People yeah. would have just appreciated that someone did the work. It wasn't like you're stepping on any toes or anything. Like, I'm doing a different project now um, where... I know there's a lead, and there were moments where I was like, "She's not showing up," but I know that there's a toe to step on there if I go too aggressive. Here in this scenario, there is no like. If I just did it, they'd be like, "Oh, that's great! So glad you did this. So let's start recording." Like there, I know that like, Mm. I know that I didn't do my best, and the project died. So it's not my best didn't have to be me staying up till three in the morning working. It just was a little bit more effort. It was just like a bad, like the timing of it didn't match. When you were saying like you weren't ready for the opportunity, this one was, you know, the opportunity showed up when I just knew that I I just didn't have it in me. I couldn't. I, I, there was no more creative juice left in me to put into something else to do extra effort for a free project just for the potential of it, which eventually could have led to anything. I don't know. And maybe that project wouldn't have become something, but if it would fall on someone else's radar, like the things that you start working on are never about like only the project itself. Yes, it's very It true. opens different doors. It leads to other things. Like I've seen this my entire career. So for me, that's the one, because it's so recent. Yes. And I try to approach everything a little bit more carefully now instead of resenting the amount of work it's going to take. Instead, I try to look at it a little bit more like, maybe I should just... Stop and, like, not worry about how much time. Just just do something and see where that goes. That one really hurts for me.
0: When we get back, we'll continue our conversation. This is Gatsby Fridays. Sarah, now that we've identified missed opportunities, we've reminisced about working uh at the companies that we worked for uh respectively together and and independently what do you do now to not miss opportunities how do you find an opportunity and know that this is a valuable one
1: i think anything that you get to work on is an opportunity every every conversation is an opportunity you just try to do your best but I also, I, I, my personal shortcoming in general is that I get overwhelmed really easily because my expectations of myself are so high. <laughs> because I, I'm going to blame a little bit of art center in this that, like, you know, if it needs to get done, it gets done. Like, I, I was literally, like, in military design school, if something didn't happen, it's because someone didn't do it, yes. right? Like, and I look at it that way. So that also, in a way, is paralyzing. So I've learned not to do that. Part of the reason that I didn't deliver on that project is because I basically got paralyzed by the amount of other things that I, were already on my plate. On top of that, I was like, I cannot take this on, on myself. That was, you know, like, I, there was no reason for me to overwhelm. If I just did a little bit here and there, it would still be more than nothing, you know? So, like, I just... I'm also, like, working on myself in general, not to get overwhelmed with the things that need to get done and not make too big of a deal... So then, I think for me, everything that you're anything, any conversation, anything I'm working on is already an opportunity. Do I show up peacefully? Do I show up gracefully? Yes. And if I'm approaching it as, how do I do this now? I'm not gonna get anywhere. So I look at it now, at least. What can I do for this that I can do now? What's the little bit of thing that I can do to make this one step further instead of trying to be like, okay, these are all the things that need to get done and how do I do it? Because I feel like my my way of missing the opportunities is because I overwhelm myself with the list of tasks that need to get done mm-hmm. for the bigger picture, then I never take any small steps. So that's my personal, how I handle trying not to walk myself into missing more opportunities. How about you?
0: No, I hear you. I feel like... We've been in that in that position where we take on more than we can chew, and I suffer from sometimes the whole the whole notion of everything is cool factor. Like, oh yeah! Like oh, that's totally cool. Of course, we're gonna work on that. <gasps> that sounds cool too. I'm gonna work on that too.
1: I'm gonna make cocktail napkins. <laughs> we can give them out for a Patreon channel. Yeah.
0: Everything's cool.
1: Like, too okay. many cool things. We first need the Patreon channel first. <laughs> But we had the napkins for it.
0: We got the... Hey. The, the Very handsome napkins we have.
1: Yes. Which we... You know what I mean? but then We still don't have the Patreon channel. <laughs> like,
0: the napkins, do, they, they don't expire. They, they actually are going to become I'm vintage just, someday. And then there we I go. Know. We can sell them I at just, a premium. Uh, I, you're the
1: dreamer. I think... That's
0: mean. that's the thing. Every, I, I, I suffer from the cool factor of everything. <laughs> like, everything is too cool. And I'm like, I totally want to... And, and I get overwhelmed by uh, by too many opportunities
1: but you also do a lot of you do a lot of things
0: I do a lot of things but like what you said I I feel like it it resonates to me doing something that I could do at the moment and that's more importantly that that I am not a big multitasker I am a huge proponent on focusing on a thing, mm. getting that thing out of the way, or getting that job or project out of the way, and then moving to the next job, as opposed to working on multiple jobs at the same time. And it's contrary to, I think, a lot of the way people think and how businesses are run, but I feel like I produce a better product that way.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's a more consistent product, as opposed to trying to have my hand in too many things. So. I know what my shortcomings are. I think, I think there are too many opportunities.
1: How do we all have the shortcomings? How do you avoid missing opportunities, because of your shortcomings? Because I think the missed opportunity isn't a regret. It's more about that we got in our own way that we could do better next time. So it's something you can learn from from your own experiences.
0: What I've learned is that I have the ability to do more than I think I can do one like example that. of that is you know this whole project doing this dmx music video where i didn't think i was a filmmaker and now i have a job where i hire people to do that <laughs>
1: that always surprises me because you're the one that i learned that you're you call yourself an artist you're an artist
0: you call yourself whatever you i want.
1: learned that from you and you're like, well, I didn't call myself a filmmaker, so I didn't take the project with it. At the like,
0: time, you know, at well, the time, yeah, well, that was that was a real thing. I that was heavy. That weighed heavy on me. But now but I but feel I'm like
1: talking about it twenty years later.
0: I'm here. We are now. I'm talking about t- for uh, for the public. <laughs> <laughs> so take that, Alex of of twenty of of twenty twenty years ago, twenty plus years ago. But what I would like to do is be able to be excited and be consistent and take on a project that I think I have time to do. Kind of like what, you, what you're saying, where, you know what, this is something that I have to step back, evaluate. Do Can I put in the effort that's required to get that done? And will I get it done not only in a timely manner, but will it be consistent and will it be authentic to what I wanted this to be? Hopefully those things coincide together and that will produce a better outcome for an opportunity for me to take advantage of an opportunity. I like that.
1: And now for our favorite part of this and every episode, our signature cocktail. Alex, what do you have for us?
0: This was, this was a head scratcher. Huh. This one was a little bit of a tricky one to kind of figure out how to correlate a drink to missed opportunities without finding sad. your sorrows <laughs> at the bottom of a glass. Yes, without like having your head at the bar. Um, but I thought about what I would drink. We thought about this because it's it's a it, it was a group effort to kind of come up with something that would. What would you want to drink when you're contemplating something? And I enjoy whiskey,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I thought it would have to begin at least with a whiskey base. And you enjoy fruity.
1: Well not fruity. I just don't enjoy whiskey so I need citrus in it
0: Citrus uh, citrus not necessarily fruity correct <laughs> And so I thought uh, whiskey ginger ale with a with a twist of lemon mm. would be would be refreshing ginger ale's nice Ginger ale is refreshing you could have it all chilled and it depends sometimes people like their whiskey is not chilled um, and we call this opportunity.
1: All right I like it.
0: It's as simple as that.
1: I can, I can drink whiskey for an opportunity. <laughs> Thank you for hanging with us. For a list of the resources mentioned in this episode, hop onto our site, GatsbyFridays.com.
0: You can find a recipe for opportunity on our site, GatsbyFridays.com.
1: For show notes, if you want to leave a comment, suggest a show topic, get at us on our site.
0: Don't forget to rate us and give us five stars. Or write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to get us in front of more ears and build an audience. Or, if you're a Spotify person, make sure you follow Gatsby Fridays.
1: Till next week, stay with us. This, this is, is Gatsby, Gatsby Fridays. Fridays.